You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. He's been the same guy that I saw last year, and, you know, he's got great leadership, great urgency, a super locked in, you know, really good influence on his teammates. Obviously, that's why he was named the captain, but just, you know, smart football player, really wants to do things the right way all the time, um, has a high standard for himself, and meets it most every day. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Live from Buffalo Wild Wings, here's your boy Q. Q. And Raider Nation, we are live at Buffalo Wild Wings. We're back on our tour, right? We did it all last season. Every single Friday, we got you ready for Raider football by being at a select Buffalo Wild Wings. We are at our first one for the 2023 season, and that means that Raider football is right around the corner. Very excited about that. We're at the South Outlet Mall. Uh, We're going to be at a different one each and every week, so make sure you're listening up to Raider Nation Radio 920 to find out the location, and uh, we're going to get you hooked up. We always encourage you to come out, start your weekend off early. Why wouldn't you? Work is overrated. Trust me. Trust me, I know work is overrated, so if you're at the job, might as well just go ahead and get up out of there. Start your weekend early. Get ready for some football. We saw Thursday night football last night. We saw the Chiefs lose to the Detroit Lions, and so that's something that we'll obviously talk about on today's show. But here we go. We're uh, we're headed into the weekend and the first Raider game of the 2023 season. Very excited about that. This is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And uh, after spending a few days in Bristol, Connecticut on the campus of ESPN, when I say Raider Nation, I'm coming in hot, (laughs) I mean I'm coming in all the way hot. I have not been to the house yet. (laughs) I am fresh off that bird, right? Uh, So I get up early this morning. Actually, I didn't go to bed yet. So I'll just go ahead and throw that disclaimer out there. I got off the air at 1 a.m. Eastern time. And I did a couple things around the radio station there in Bristol and then headed to the hotel, which is literally across the street from the campus, picked up my bag, drove about 35, 40 minutes to the airport, and it was good to go. Got there pretty early. was great, right? Had a flight to Philly. Good. No problem. About an hour flight. Quick, fast, and hurry. All right, cool. Get to uh, little. We literally went outside of the airport, got on a bus, and they drove us all the way. So it's like we came in on the F gate. And we left out on the A-gate, right? I mean, so it was the farthest away that it could be. But we got there. No worries. I'm feeling good about myself. Knowing, okay, I'm going to land around 10 a.m. in Vegas, have plenty of time to go home, shower up, I don't know, change my clothes, do something like that. Nah. Nah, we get boarded on the plane. And this is, and when I say, and everyone who's listened to me for more than about 12 seconds knows that this is truth, whenever I travel by myself, something always happens. Something is bound to happen. I think the rule of thumb needs to be moving forward. I just need to travel with the wife. When I travel with the wife, nothing happens. Vice Raiders in the building. What's up, Doc? How you doing? Uh, yeah. No, I didn't. <laughs> I'm actually telling the story about, no, I didn't. <laughs> now back to Unnecessary Roughness, live at Buffalo Wild Wings with your boy Q. So we'll try this again. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920, live from Buffalo Wild Wings, South Outlet Mall. As I was telling a story about my flight troubles, now I'm having staying on the radio problems. So bump that. I guess forget the airline flight issues. I'm just going to keep the fingers crossed that we stay on the radio for the next three hours. So we're here again preparing for this uh, upcoming game on Sunday. Excited about it. Want to see how the Raiders kick things off. was very ho-hum about them earlier in the offseason 
the beginning of training camp, didn't really know what to expect, but have really come around on the potential that they have. But, of course, it's all potential. So we'll talk about it coming up on today's show, but we got to just jump right into it. No time to mess around, but we are back here in the 702. Some good guests we have coming lined up on the show today. Paul Gutierrez from ESPN, he'll join us at 2.30. He's there. He's been there all week long at practice, talking to Coach McDaniels, talking to players, talking to Patrick Graham, Mick Lombardi, all guys that met with the media earlier today. So he'll give you his final thoughts before they head into the game on Sunday. Paul Gutierrez from ESPN joins us at 2.30. Our good friend Nick Shook from NFL.com will join us at 3 o'clock to talk all things NFL. Of course, we'll start off with the Chiefs losing to the Detroit Lions, and I was on the radio. It was pretty fun being on the radio last night while this game was going on. And I remember saying right after the game, I didn't know, I don't know what I learned about the Lions. And I've been very ho-hum on the Lions. I've been very, I'd rather be late to the party than early when it comes to the Lions. The one thing I can say about the Lions that I think I learned from last night is the fact that they trust their coach. They believe in their coach, and they're picking up what he's laying down. So if he says that they're going to go into Kansas City, the belly of the beast, and win a game, they're going to go into the belly of the beast and win a game. He, he, he puts that confidence in them, and they're showing that in a major way. Kansas City, they've got some issues, obviously. They were without Chris Jones. They were without Travis Kelsey, and I think Kelsey was probably the bigger factor than even Chris Jones in that game. But regardless, they got players out there. You play who's out there, and they lost. So they're 0-1 so far, and they'll lick their wounds. I think they'll be fine. They'll get back to things. But a nice win for the Lions to start the, the 2023 NFL season off. So we'll talk all things NFL with Nick Shook coming up at 3 o'clock. Then at 4.30, our guy Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com joins us each and every Friday at 4.30 to give us the Lions. We'll talk some college football. We'll talk some NFL action. And uh, he'll give you the, we'll give him the Lions, and he'll tell you where to lay your money. And I'll make you have a little bit of extra money throughout the course of the weekend and heading into next week. So those are the guests that we have. Paul Gutierrez, Nick Shook, Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com, all coming up on the show. Of course, we'll hear from you throughout the course of the show as well, 702-365-9200, and the Don'tBeBroke.com text line is 69187, keyword RNR. I hate that my great story got interrupted because I really don't know where to pick it up, and I think it was too organic to do it again. So I guess we'll just kind of keep it pushing. Maybe at some point of the show, maybe uh, I'll be able to revisit it. But let's just sum it up like this. I haven't been home. I haven't taken a shower. I literally, the wife picked me up from the airport and dropped me off here at Buffalo Wild Wings. The only thing I did was change my shirt and my shoes. Literally, nothing else. <laughs> nothing else. My shirt and my shoes. So when Vice Raider walked in, <laughs> I, I gave him a high five. From him and, uh, and Jason are already here in the building here at Buffalo Wild Wings. And <laughs> Vice Raider said, did you go home and wash your backside? And I said, no. And all of a sudden he said, okay, I'm going to the bathroom to clean up real quick because it's been a good 24, 36, I don't know, maybe 48 hours. Who knows when's the last time I saw some water <laughs> that I wasn't drinking, but it's all good. So here we go, man. We're going to have a fun show on this Friday as we get ready to head into the weekend. Of course, we got a couple show topics that I want to bring to the table as well. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Let's get into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM is brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. Every, every Friday before a game, or if it's a Thursday game, it'll be every Wednesday. Monday night game, it'll be Monday leading into the game. I'm always going to ask keys to victory. What is it going to take, in your opinion, for the Raiders to get a W in Denver on Sunday? That's always going to be one question. And then the second question, I think this is pretty routine as well. Who is it that we're going to be talking about on Monday, good or bad, and why? 
that's probably even more intriguing than even the keys to victory. Who is it in your mind, Raider Nation, that we're going to be talking about on Monday, good or bad? Because sometimes bad things happen. Like sometimes you have your flight delayed because the pilot's not there. He's flying in from Orlando. <laughs> so that, that could be a bad, right? In my case, that was a bad, but it happened. So who will we be talking about on Monday, good or bad and why, and keys to victory in your opinion for the Raiders to go into Denver and get a W, head out 1-0 on the season. 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text sign 69187, keyword R&R. Hit us up and let us know your feedback. Let's go ahead and go out to those phone lines. Let's get things started. Raider Greg from Denver, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, Greg? Hey, what's going on, Q? You know, hey, don't throw that Denver on me. Raider Greg from Sacramento, man. Don't, don't put... Don't put that, that smut on my name right there. Oh, that's man. Ari's fault. Hey, that's that. Yeah, that's on Ari, man. <laughs> no, that's no, the, no, that's no, all on Ari. That's his bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, Ari's the guy. Now, Q, I was just calling you for me. Uh, I think the keys to success. I mean, I think the one major key we got to get off the field on third down. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing that has drove us nuts for years is those third and tens, those third and nines when the defense is playing good, third and fifteens, even twenties. We've seen them sadly. And we just got to get off the field. If we can get off the field on them long third downs, I think that means that the game is going in the right place. And I think the two people that we're going to be talking about, huge about uh, after this game, one is Jacorian Bennett, because I think Ooh. he's going to show uh, the league um, real quick. You know, they always say that welcome to the league moment. I think he's yeah. going to welcome the league to him. I, I really like what the discipline. I see that he's a, you know, a, a, a gym rat, a study guy. He, you know, you can tell he's humble. He's hungry, and he's got the skill set. So I think Jaquarian Bennett, and I think the other person we'll talk about is Robert Spillane. Because I think nice. he's going to, you know, having that person in the middle that gets the whole defense in the right spot, I think that's going to be huge. We haven't seen it in years. And I think having him there coming coming from where he comes from, or defense is everything, I think that's going to be huge for us. Thank you. Again, I like brother. it. Hey, great call. Raider Greg from Sacramento, Ari, the 916 representing. That's not even close to Denver. Now, the Raiders are playing Denver. But that's not even close. But, no, Raider Greg, thanks for that call. Really good stuff. And I love the fact that we have a theme here on Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. We've had this theme for a while, and I said that I was going to have this theme, and that's defense, defense, and defense. Raider Greg's two guys that he said we're going to be talking about on Monday are Ja'Cory Bennett, rookie cornerback, and Robert Spillane, free agent linebacker. Defense, defense, defense. I love the fact that – we are so defensive heavy because we know that the Raiders' defense has to show up and show out for this team to be successful this year. Does it mean that they can't win games that are shootouts? No, sure they can. Every team can win a shootout every once in a while. But that's not how you want to live, right? It's just like, you know, not going home and showering, right? I mean, you can, you can live out of your suitcase, but who wants to do that consistently? Every once in a while, it's all right. <laughs> but you don't want to do it all the time. We used to call, remember when uh, you used to go to the club? And then you just go into, like, the bathroom real quick and get a, a, a you know, a paper towel and get some water on it and wipe underneath your arm. We used to call that a certain kind of bath. I ain't going to say it on the radio, but you know what I'm saying. We used to say that. I didn't even do that. <laughs> I didn't even do the courtesy of having that, but it's all good. So we're having a good time. This is, this is how we get down. But I love, the, I love the, the thoughts on the defense right there. Really good stuff. And, and getting off the field on third and long, man, that is so important. That is so important. It's funny, on my podcast, I talked about keys to victory. And, you know, one thing that I, w I would like to see, I'm not saying it's going to be essential for the Raiders to win, but one thing I'd like to see is a, a real, a real conservative, 
conservative effort to get good field position. Like, I'd like to see either a really good kick return at some point or a really good punt return. Now, all last year I was calling for a house call, right? I, I wanted to see someone get to the end zone. I ain't going to do that. I'm not going to beg like that anymore, right? I thought that Amir Abdullah was going to be close last year to breaking one, and I think he was a couple times. But between DeAndre Carter and Trey Tucker and Amir Abdullah, I think they've got some guys that have some skill set. So I would just like to see them set the Raiders up a couple times in really good field position. Like, ooh, that was a really good kick return. Now they've got a short field. Give me a short field a couple times. I think that would be a big – again, it's not essential, but it would be a big, big help to the Raiders' offense if they can operate with a short field. Let's go out to the five and dime, Oakland, California. Rich, what's on your mind? Hey, what's going on, Q? Chilling, man. I'm chilling. Hey, big game, big game. Uh, well, first I'm going to answer your questions. Uh, I think the the player that we're going to be talking about the most is going to be Jimmy G. You know, okay. it's this is a huge game for him. It's been so much disrespect from outsiders and Raider Nation themselves disrespecting our quarterback. You know, I don't appreciate that. He might be a little mid, but who knows, man. He might end up turning into a rich Gannon for us. We don't know. All right? And then the keys to the game are that we cannot let Russell Wilson, you know, run loose. I heard he lost a little weight, and then Sean yeah. Payton's been telling him to move around the pocket, this and that, you know, take off running. We cannot let him take off running. And in the red zone, last year we were pathetic in the red zone. By halfway through the season, we were giving up like a 75% touchdown rate in the red zone, and I think we finished off the season. We only got one stop, I think, in the red zone that, was a, that, that wasn't a touchdown. I'm not sure about that, but it was it was ugly. I, I know you know that, Q. It was it was yeah. nasty, you yeah. know. Yeah. So, one thing about this game, Q, and I told you I was going to call you back before uh, on Friday. Uh, one thing yeah. about this game is that this might be like I might be exaggerating a little bit, but I'm not. This is the biggest game of the season, and this is a must-win game. You know, in my opinion, this is a must-win game. We need to get off on the right foot. We can't go down 0-1, and then you go to Buffalo next week, 0-2, and then the snowball effect. You know what I mean? We need to yeah, get yeah. this dub. Go up in Denver. I know the odds are stacked against us because we got like six games in a row, and the law of averages is real. So, you know, it's kind of hard to beat a team seven times in a row. But why not? We got the better team, you know? Right. So yeah. as long as the defense shows up, you know, Patrick Graham needs to have his, his defense ready to go. And it's yep. unfortunate what happened with Chandler Jones, but I believe this offense is loaded, and dare I say it might be even better than last year with talent. So as long as we put up them points, defense gets some stops. Josh McDaniels, he's going to drop them plays, man. He's a mastermind play caller. He just needs to, you know, if we get it, we get a lead, that's the biggest thing that if we get a lead and when we do get a lead, hold on to the lead, bro. Don't take yeah. your foot off the gas pedal. Keep applying pressure. But I'll talk to you on Monday, Q. You have a great weekend. You've been putting a lot of work in, brother. Go and take, you know, take some rest, man. Watch the Raiders. Enjoy, man. Hey, God is great, brother. Take care of yourself. Hey, Rich, thanks for the call, man. I love the passion. And I'll say this. It would be very, very big for the Raiders to get off on a, on a good start, get that, that, uh, that win under the belt, and then head to Buffalo. The schedule is not easy on them. But you play the schedule that you're dealt, right? So uh, everyone's got to do it. At some point, most teams have a really tough schedule. Seems like the Raiders always have one, but okay, that's fine. But it, it's, it's important. Of course, it's not you know a must-win situation in the mathematical terms. But, yeah, I understand what you're saying. You don't want to lose that first one, then go to Buffalo, and maybe the team starts to doubt themselves a little bit. 
Maybe they start to think maybe we're not as good as what we think we could be. And then all of a sudden, like you said, snowball effect. That's the last thing you want. One thing a coach told me a long time ago, and it will never, it'll never get out of my head, and this is what I do when I think about, like, radio shows because obviously I'm not a professional athlete at all. But doing these radio shows, when he told me from a coach's point of view, he said, don't let one loss beat you twice. You can never allow one loss to beat you twice. So, so you don't want to, to have that in your head after you take an L and start, start thinking it or start doubting yourself because all of a sudden the next performance you have could be a bad one. And, that's, and I, I translate to that, like, don't let one bad show turn into two bad shows, turn into four, turn into eight, turn into you're fired, right? So that's not, that's not how I roll. So, you know, that's, that's the point of it. And so, yeah, I think getting off to a, a hot start and winning that first game would be big, real big for this team, especially if the defense has something to say about that. Now let's go out to Denver and talk to our guy, Glenn. Glenn, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Jew, welcome back to civilization, man. Thank you, thank you. I'm, man, I sure, don't, I sure don't like being on the East Coast, man. I like being on the West. <laughs> right on, right on. So I think the key to the game, Ud, is going to be Jimmy G going off and setting the tone right off the bat. He's got he's to get that established. He's got to just throw it around and spread it out. He's got to get it to all the key players, get everybody involved. And I think if he does that well enough, McDaniels is going to put a game plan in that's going to feed him. You know, he, he knows what he's about, and he's going to have that buy-in. So I think if he can do that well enough and just go off right off the bat, we're, we're going to – we'll be all right. So – and then at the end of the day, I think come Monday we're going to be talking about uh, Tyree. Ooh. I think if, if Tyree can do what he does – I mean, watching him in that pre-game, or the preseason game – Throwing that dude like a rag doll. If he can do that, Max coming from the other side, shut down Russell Wilson to where we can get linebackers coming up the middle, get some help. I, I just have a good feeling about that, man. I think Tyree's yeah. going to go off. He's, he's going to make a stand. I like it. I like it. Great, hey, great call, Glenn. Appreciate you, my man. And I would love to come in on Monday and talk about Tyree. And all of a sudden, Tyree showing up and showing out, right? That, and I think at some point he is going to do that. It could be as early as Sunday, right? I, I'm interested to see now that Chandler Jones has been officially ruled out, which I believe everyone felt he was going to be out anyway. Now that he's officially out, you know, it could be the Tyree Wilson show. It could be the Malcolm Kuntz show, right? It could, it's going to be the Max Crosby show. I feel like every time he takes the field, it's the Max Crosby show. But who's going to compliment him? I would love to see Tyree step up and make a few plays, just a couple, right? Just make a couple plays and, and you're good to go. So uh, that, that's – that's going to be interesting, man. But, again, I love the focus on the defense. I love how everyone's really talking about defensive play here, defensive play there, you know. And, and, and there's, a, there's a handful of guys that I, I think that we could be talking about uh, in a very positive way come Monday. Uh, we'll get to my thoughts in a little bit. But we got plenty of feedback both on the phone lines and on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R, like this one from 831 Raider. He says, uh, for me, key of the game will be the offense staying disciplined and catching every ball. <laughs> so I'll stop right there. I'll pause. <laughs> Unlike Kansas City, <laughs> they had balls in their hand. It looked like I was out there trying to catch the ball. They were putting it on. I thought all those guys, they were putting them on the ground. I was like, well, they got a, a, a field full of defensive backs out there running around. They can't catch a cold out there, man. Uh, I'm surprised Kadarius Tony hasn't caught the waiver wire. <laughs> That's what I thought was going to happen to him after the game, but it didn't. Anyway, getting back to the, to the text from 831 Raider, he says, and – by Monday, I believe we're going to be talking about Jimmy G. I believe he will surprise us all in a good way 
uh, throwing over 250 yards and throwing for two touchdowns. Raiders. That's from 831 Raider. Definitely like that. Appreciate the appreciate the feedback, my man. And yeah, man, you gotta you gotta make the plays that are there to be made. And that's what Kansas City didn't do. There's many times that the balls hit the ball hit them right in their hands. Both their hands. Those are those times where you're supposed to do push-ups when you drop it. They did that multiple times, what, four times at least last night? That's not that's not okay. And I'm sure that they're uh, they're hearing about it today. Let's go back out to the phone lines. Let's talk to our brother Raider Mike. Raider Mike, what's on your show? What's on your mind? Welcome Q. to the show. What's up, Doc? Q, I tried to get through to you last night, man. Oh, did you? I was cut short. I sat on hold for an hour. Oh, you, no. Bro. But it was yeah. national, man. I get that crap. No big deal. But, you know, Raider Nation, you got to feel good about what's going on right now. You, you, you got the Detroit Kitties growing into Lions for the first time in your lifetime which is cool. And they punched the Muppet King in the mouth. They dropped him. And you got to get excited about that, Q. Yeah, they're absolutely. Not, they're not invincible. No. And we, we got some toys on our team now. And we got some beasts on the defensive line finally. I mean, I, I Broncos, sorry, donkeys. You're going down Sunday. You're going down hard. I love it. I love Wilson's it. A head case. I'm, I'm going to let you talk for a minute, Q. There's a lot of stuff going on here. <laughs> Go ahead, my man. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I'll roll with this all day long, Q. You know how I am. Dude, yes, sir. We have finally got some foundation in Raider Nation. And, and we keep criticizing how it's happening. No, this is how it happens. The Mark Davis can't be Al Davis. So you've got to bring in the guys that won six rings from the Hatriot, Cheatriot Nation. <laughs> That's just how it works. You know? Anyway, Broncos, you're going down hard Sunday. Hard. Nice. Nice. Raiders! There he goes. Raider Mike fired up. I love it, man. Raider Nation is fired up. I love it. Of course, that must mean that it's a game week. That must mean there's a game coming up on Sunday. And why not start out with a division opponent on the road, a game that, well, the Raiders have dominated this uh, series the last six games. Can they keep that rolling? What, Denver's lost, what, 15 in a row to Kansas City? So why not keep the party rolling against the Raiders, right? Keep on losing. I'm okay with that. So, uh, yeah, good good stuff, Raider Mike. Appreciate you. Sorry that we weren't able to get get you on uh, last night. I'll, I'll have to do a little bit better job at that. But we want to hear from you, Raider Nation, 69187, keyword r What do you think the keys to victory will be for the Raiders on Sunday? And who is it that you think we'll be talking about on Monday, good or bad? Let me know why. Again, 69187, keyword r We're at Buffalo Wild Wings. We've got all kind of hookup for you here. Raider Nation Radio T-shirts. We've got some koozies. We've got some cups. Vice Raider, Jason's already in the building, starting their weekend off the right way. All we need is you to come on by, get some food, get some hookup, hang out with us. We're doing the damn thing. And believe me, there's plenty of space, so you don't have to be next to me because, well, you know, still haven't uh, hit the shower yet. But it's okay. We're here with Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Brought to you by Paul Padala. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. 
This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. Yeah, the same problems he poses for all 31 teams. <laughs> you know, experience, start there, strong arm, smart. He's seen everything, you know, I think it's year 12 for him, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, to me, the quarterback position, when they make the right decisions, even with the run game, you know, the check to the right run, that's a big thing. You know, right decisions in terms of where to get the ball to. And he's shown that he could do it at a high level for a long time. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness, live at Buffalo Wild Wings with your boy Q. And here we go, Raider Nation. We threw the question out there on the don'tbebroke.com text sign at 69187, keyword R&R. What are the keys to victory for the silver and black on Sunday? What is it going to take for the Raiders to come away with a a dub, start the season off 1-0 as they get ready to head to Buffalo in week two? And then on top of that, who is it that we're going to be talking about, good or bad, when it comes to the Raider on Monday, 69187, keyword R&R. Join us now on the phone lines from ESPN is our good friend Paul Gutierrez. And, Paul, we just found out Brandon Faison has been put on the IR, so he'll miss at least four games. That was kind of the expected as far as I'm concerned. Were you were you surprised at all by that? No, not at all. If anything, it just it, you're kind of trying to put the, the, the pieces together, connect the dots to see who the move was going to be because they had to make one to, to get uh, Josh Jacobs active onto the 53 man so that he could go ahead and play on Sunday too. So with him missing as much time as he did and he didn't practice and, and they're still trying to figure out the Chandler Jones situation, that made the most sense. Saw him in the locker room. He, he, you know, he was in there. But it also it kind of sets up Ja'Korian Bennett for uh, some success here possibly and, and potentially getting his first start in an NFL game, especially if they open up in a nickel defense. Yeah, and, you know, it's funny. I asked the question on who we're going to be talking about on Monday for the team, and a couple of people have already said Ja'Cory and Bennett. You've seen him at practice. You've seen him up close to personal this last week. I haven't been there. But what, what, have you, what have you saw from him? How has he progressed from training camp to where he's at right now? It just seems like an old soul, an old football soul, really. Uh, he doesn't like – when you're talking to him, literally, we just talked to him in the locker room and just impressed with how – the moment doesn't seem too big for him. And, you know, granted, that's just talking to him in a locker room. It's yeah. not the same as being on a football field in an NFL game. And and uh, I try to ask him a little bit about, you know, have they, have they warned him yet about the elevation, about the, the lack of oxygen in Denver in the Mile High City? And, and he wasn't really concerned with that. So he's going to get his baptism by, by lack of oxygen, I guess, that day. Right. So we'll see how that goes. But he just seems like a guy that, that just the moment doesn't seem too big for him. And when you got a veteran on the other side and, and Marcus Peters kind of uh, tutoring him along the way, that, that's a, a recipe for success. At least that's what, it, that's what they're hoping for right now in the season opener. It feels like to me that you got to be kind of a badass, right, if you're going to be rocking a zero as a cornerback, right? I'm kind of I'm interested to, to see what that looks like out there because, I mean, that zero to me, Paul, represents like there ain't no catches happening over here. <laughs> well, yeah, bold move. Bold move for a rookie to pull that off, fourth-round draft pick out of, uh, you know, who started in junior college and then made it yeah. to Maryland. But, yeah. Didn't, didn't ask him about that. Uh, I needed you in the locker room to, to get to the bottom <laughs> for me. But, but yeah, no, it, it's, it's definitely interesting. It's funny because as soon as I got back into the, the media workroom, still here, I, that's when it hit me. like, you know what? Didn't ask him about wearing number zero. But, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. again, that's going to be real interesting because when you think of zero, you think of double zero. 
And all you can think about really with the Raiders is Jim Otto. Right, exactly. That's that's greatness right there. So uh, we'll see what Ja'Korian Bennett's able to do starting on Sunday. Again, Paul Gutierrez from ESPN is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. So you mentioned Chandler Jones. We know that there's really no update. Um, I don't know how this ends. I don't know how it even got where it's at right now. But is there any thoughts that you have on, on this Chandler Jones situation? Just kind of hurry up and wait. You know, it, it, it's really hard to see how he could potentially play for this team again this season, given everything that happened this week and having covered, you know, from start to finish the Antonio Brown fiasco four years ago. Um, it, it's not the same. Every situation is different, obviously, but but it's hard to see how this comes out with him playing for this team again. Now, at the same point, they got to be very mindful of things because if it is a mental health issue, if it's something that the team could potentially be liable for, you know, Challenge Jones says that the team sent a crisis response team to his house over the week. Um, it, it's just a very unfortunate situation for all parties involved. And it, like I said, it's hard to see this thing coming to fruition or coming to a close with him back in the fold. Talking to guys in the locker room, they all say, you know, he's still, you know, they, they all they can do is really hope the best for him. Right. Um, and they're, meanwhile, they got to focus on the game at hand. Talk to Malcolm Coons and ask him about the lessons that Chandler may have imparted on him during training camp. Remember, Chandler talked about how a lot of the younger guys were coming up to him and calling him OG. Yeah, and uh, Malcolm told me he said, "Yeah, he's he's still the goat. We still love him." So, you know, it's it's, it's trying to compartmentalize different feelings in that locker room as well. Well, that's a great way to segue to Malcolm Coons and even rookie Tyree Wilson. Uh, sounds like that they could be in play for a bigger day with no Chandler Jones officially out. Um, I, I felt like Paul that Malcolm Coons really started to come on in training camp when they had that um, that cleanup day. It was a Sunday. And it was just kind of a, it felt like a chill day at the practice facility, but they were working on some things. And it seems like something clicked for him. Could he be potentially in line for something big? He could be in line to start, no doubt, if for yeah. no other reason than than Tyree's not physically there yet. You know, he's going to be kind of on a pitch count, anyways. Uh, at least you would think that that's the case. Um, it just depends upon which way they want to roll with him. I mean, is, is Tyree more of the pass-rushing guy, or is he more of the run-stuffing guy because he's a bigger bigger body out there? I mean, he's, he's massive. And, yeah. and yet Malcolm Koontz has at least the experience in the system, and he hasn't been able to, to get on the field as a starter yet. And I asked him about that, too. I said, hey, you, you potentially could be looking at your first NFL start and just kind of smile, but I haven't thought about it that way. He's just excited <laughs> to get out there whenever he can. Played in all 17 games last year, and... To me, that, that, that lends more credence to the notion that he could potentially start, whatever that means, and then Tyreek could come in as that change of pace, pass rush specialist. Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting to see how Patrick Graham, who met with you guys earlier and was speaking with you, just uh, you know how he kind of puts that uh, that defense together and, and what the reps look like for each and every one of these guys. And, of course, a lot of folks are excited about the potential of Tyree Wilson. Again, Paul Gutierrez is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So flipping on the other side, Josh Jacobs is a guy that talked with you guys uh, for quite a while, I believe, yesterday. Uh, what's your feelings yeah. that you get from J.J.? It seems like he's uh, seems like he's ready to rock and roll for a, for a full workload. Yeah, no doubt. And, and that's the thing is, is it seems like the Raiders are going to have to try it. They're going to have to protect Josh from himself, you know, because yeah. you know, he's going to expect to go in there and, and think like it's midseason and he's just going to roll out there and carry the ball 30 times. That's not going to happen either um, because especially this early on, if he hasn't really been hit, how's his body going to react to that? He hasn't been hit since January, right. you know, at, at least an angry hit. So right. they got to be careful of that. I mean, you know, there's a, there's a very fine line between being in good physical shape and good football shape. So when I asked Josh about that yesterday, he, he laughed and he said, you know what, I, I, I like not getting hit. So he feels fresher than most guys in the locker room anyway. We'll yeah. see how that translates. 
Well, what about Zamir White? I, I feel like it's going to be a tag team affair, you know, but obviously Josh would get the majority of the carries. What, what kind of workload do you think Zamir's in for? He'll get more, more of a workload than he's used to, no doubt, because they're going to have to, to, to spell Josh. Right. And yet Josh has, has, has feasted on the Broncos in his career, you know, yeah. the, the over, averaging over 100 yards uh, uh, rushing and catching passes and, and things like that. So Zamir, though, he's going to have to be ready to, to come in and spell him more than usual, at least more than he was used to last year as a rookie. So, again, going to be real interesting to see how Josh McDaniels handles that workload and, 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 and splits time between those two. And if they're, if they're running the ball, and that's, that's probably the way they're going to have to win this game is the, the ball control and keep Russell Wilson off the field and, and not let Sean Payton come up with anything exotic on offense for the Broncos to, to try to uh, end this. You know, as long as Josh Jacobs has been on this team and been on the field, the Raiders are 7-0 and when he's on the field. So since right, 2019, the Raiders are 7-1. and Right. They're dominating when it comes to playing the Broncos. And, Paul, you've covered the Raiders for a long time. And, look, they haven't dominated anybody, you know, as of the last, I don't know, 20 <laughs> years. They haven't really dominated anybody outside of the Broncos. What is it about yeah. Denver that it just feels like that the Raiders have their number, no matter who the coach is? It's like boxing, right? Styles make matchups. Yeah. It's a similar kind of a situation. And when you come into rivalries, it's the same way that the Chiefs have owned the, the, the Raiders and yeah. how the Raiders and Chargers kind of just split things back and forth. It's just a weird cycle, the way things go. And, and I always keep flashing back. You mentioned I've been covering this team for a while, and I don't know if that means I've been around a while or if I'm old, but I flash <laughs> back to that 59-14 to game yeah. where the Broncos head coach was, drum roll please, Josh McDaniel. Yeah. Yep. 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 And that was a Darren McFadden game, right? He went off. Jeremy McFadden went crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's hard. Yeah, it'd be hard to see Josh Jacobs having a similar type of uh, effect after having skipped the entire off-season program, training camp, and the preseason schedule. But stranger things have happened. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I'll tell you right now, if he were to go in there and have a monster game like that, he'd say, "Look, I'm skipping training camp every year." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. We ain't never coming back to training camp, but, uh, yeah, don't expect them to have a big monster game like that. So on the flip side of things, Paul, I mean, a lot of a lot of folks nationally have been talking about Denver and they feel like how much better they're going to be because Coach Payton is there and he's going to get Russell Wilson right. I don't see him turning things around that quickly. I think they'll be better, but I don't think that they get turned around that fast. What do you, what do you expect to see from the Broncos' side of things on Sunday? You need to see if, if Russell Wilson – it's still Russell Wilson, right? I mean, he was supposed to be the big difference maker there last year, and obviously it didn't happen. Uh, the defense has never really been the problem for the Broncos, at least over the past five or six years. Mm-hmm. So that's what Sean Payton's there to do. He's there to fix the offense. So I'm real in- intrigued to see what type of things he rolls out there, especially running plays and especially going after the side that Chandler Jones would have been on. You know, mm-hmm. uh, whoever's yeah. there, whether it's Tyree or Malcolm or – or Isaac Rochelle being promoted from the, from the practice squad, I believe. Right. Um, it's going to be interesting to see which way he, he rolls that offense going that way. To say, okay, you got a new guy out there, we'll see if they can handle it. So, you know, and, and he is, that's what he's known for. He's known for his offense. So being there in, the, in that city and, and, and uh, seeing what Russell Wilson still has left in the gas tank, that, that to me are the most important factors looking at the Broncos side of things. How long do you think the leash is i guess i guess that's the best way to put it probably the worst way to put it but how long do you think the rope is for russell wilson as far as okay sean payton's gonna try to get him right and he's going to give him a certain amount of time or do you think he's really got you know the whole year to to, to get things right well they, they did sign uh, our friend jared stidham and right jared, jared i thought was was the best quarterback well he looked the best last year of any quarterback here in terms of getting out there and looking comfortable in the system so yep. they paid jared stidham a little bit of money to be a backup um, a lot actually to be a backup. So, you know, as much money as they gave Russell Wilson, he's going to have 
he at least should have a long time. Unless there's some personality conflict and it's just not clicking, Sean Payton won't be afraid to go ahead and pull the plug on that. So though you give him enough rope to either be a cowboy or to go <laughs> and, and do something bad to himself. So there you go. I, I got a funny line about that, but I can't say that one on the radio either. <laughs> I've had a few. Same. I've had a funny, a few <laughs> funny ones uh, that I, that I've came up with today that I knew I couldn't say on the radio. But man, when you as soon as you said rope and a cowboy, I thought about it. But yeah, I, exactly. I digress. <laughs> I digress. So Paul, uh, final question for you. Thursday night football, the season got underway last night. The Lions come up with a victory over the Chiefs. All in all, what did you, what did you see in that game? I was trying to, put, to, to tweet out a, a gif of, of uh, B-Rabbit when he was up on stage and he had everybody going when they were doing the, the wrap-off. Yes. It wouldn't load for me, so I don't know if everybody was using it or whatever. And I was like, ah, it's too late. Then I think I'm just trying to, to clown. But no, the Lions are for real. They're legit, and I know it was a strange game. We're missing their best tight end and the best tight end in the game and blah, blah, blah. But to go into that house and do what they did, they're legit. And, and the Chiefs showed that they're, they're uh, not infallible. So from that point of view, from the Raiders' point of view, that, that's got to make the rest of the division feel pretty good, right? And on top of that, it's just, okay, I don't know if they, put, they showed a blueprint or if there really can be a blueprint because uh, the Chiefs' receivers couldn't catch the ball. So right, it's, yeah. It's, it's, you know, my main takeaway from there was just that the rest of the AFC West has at least one game uh, of house money to play with when it comes to the Chiefs. Yeah, I think everyone has a little bit of belief now, okay, that this team is not one that's just going to, you know, run run the division and run the AFC and, and just fast-track their way to the Super Bowl. So, uh, yeah, I think it was encouraging for a lot in the AFC West and AFC in general. Well, good stuff, Paul, as always, man. What are you writing on before uh, this game on Sunday that we should be on the lookout for? No, just keeping track of the news, man, trying to see what the, what the roster moves are going to be, what they do with uh, Chandler Jones, and who's going to step up, uh, you know, as a surprise starter, whether it's Ja'Korian Bennett or Malcolm Coons or even – Tyree, so we'll see what they do. Well, I'll say this, Paul, on a side note. I don't know how much time you spend on the campus of ESPN there in Bristol. Uh, it's a fantastic campus, as I spent the last three or four days there. Uh, but there ain't nothing to do there after 10 o'clock, man. So there ain't nothing I could even get to eat. <laughs> I got off the air at 1 a.m. in the, uh, Eastern time, and I looked around. And I was like, what am I going to do? I can't eat. So, yeah, it's, it's exactly. a nice place to visit, but I ain't going to stick around there very long. <laughs> Did you walk up and down the hallway where you could play the fight song of whatever school in the country as you walk up and down the hall? I go in there, and I hit the UNLV fight song every time I'm there. Yes, I did that. I checked out the old sports center, uh, you know, all the different uh, the, the broadcast booths and, and the studios. Yeah. And, I mean, it, and I'll tell you what, I got my steps. I got enough steps in to last me a month. I mean, that place is massive. Yeah. So it's a pretty awesome yeah, building, but cool. I, I'm glad to be back in Vegas. <laughs> awesome. Glad, glad to well, be back. I'll, be, I'll swing by. I'll, yeah, I'll swing by and I'll get my six-piece when, when, I'm, when I'm coming through, man. I'll see you in a bit. There you go. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Paul, appreciate you, brother. All right, Q. We'll talk to you. All right, my man, Paul Gutierrez right there from ESPN. Uh, my teammate. That's my teammate right there. Uh, and I'll tell you, man, that, that place is massive. We're talking about the campus of ESPN. And, you know, I know because of uh, COVID back in 2020, a lot of things kind of changed as far as tours that they used to give. Just anyone that was in the area that wanted to go check it out, they used to actually have tours set up. And I know that they're not doing it like that now. But it's all, it's all good. If you ever get an opportunity to go check it out, if you just happen to be in Bristol for some reason, I think that'd be the only reason you'd be in Bristol for ESPN, but there's that. 2.45 is the time. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings right now. We are in uh, we are in the South Outlets, and there's plenty of folks that are coming by, getting hooked up with some prizes, getting hooked up with some food and some drinks, and uh, all you got to do is come on by and say what's up. We're going to take care of you just like that. We'll come back, get to your calls and texts. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q, live from Buffalo Wild Wings. South Outlet Mall is where we're at right now inside of Buffalo Wild Wings. Get your weekend started off the right way. Come by and get some wings. 
I'm looking at my man Vegas Jess. He's got some wings. He's got some cold beverages. My man Vice Raider. Jason's in the building. We got a party going on early on a Friday, right? We're kicking off the weekend the right way. We got all kind of prizes. Got some T-shirts. Got some koozies. Got some tickets. We got everything you need. All you got to do is come on by and say what's up. You don't have to do no cartwheels. You don't have to answer no trivia question. All you got to do is be like, what's up? Or what up, though? And then we'll get you hooked up just like that. This is Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Been getting your feedback. Get a lot of your feedback. A lot of passion from Raider Nation today. Uh, very excited about the kickoff to the season and how everything's going to go down starting on Sunday, 125. Of course, you can hear that game right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. The Raiders are in Denver taking on the Broncos. Want to know the keys to victory. What do you think it's going to take for the Raiders to get a victory on Sunday? And who do you think we're going to be talking about, good or bad? And if you think we were going to be talking about someone bad, that's okay too. That's what we're here for. Maybe you're nervous about Ja'Korian Bennett getting the start, if he ends up getting the start, which I do believe he will. But, you know, it's, it's, it's throwing him into the fire, right? And sometimes that's good. I, mean, I think it's always good, right? The only way you're going to get better is being out there on the grass. But maybe there's, you know, a part of the team that you may be a little nervous about. Maybe you're looking at the linebackers and say, ah, I, don't, I don't quite know about them. Or maybe you're looking at the offensive line and you feel a little, you know, feel some kind of way about it. It's all good, whatever the case may be. Good or bad, who do you think we're going to be talking about come Monday? Again, 69187, keyword r Vegas Jess, man, hold on, pull up a mic, man. Go on, go on. My man Vegas Jess just came out came out, out the bathroom, but you wash your hands before. Well, he don't he don't even know what you're doing with that microphone. There you go. What's up, Doc? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Hey, real quick, man, uh, what do you think the keys of victory will be for the, the Raiders on uh, on Sunday? What do they have to do? They got to run the ball. Okay. They got to <clears throat> they got to contain Russell Wilson. Okay. Um Get a lot of pressure and make it a lot easier for the for the defensive back. Yeah, so the wide receiver don't push off on him in the small of his back. You got a chance, man. You're on the mic now. You got a chance. <laughs> Tired of the slander. <laughs> All right, and one more thing. Um, who do you think we'll be talking about on Monday? Jacorian Bennett. And, what do you uh, think he's going to do? Going to dominate. Sig is gonna. He, he just he just feels the part, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He he definitely does. I mean, he's. I'm excited to watch him play. Yeah, no, I am too. And anyone that uh, has the stones to put on number zero and yeah, get out there on definitely. the corner, that that's that's almost a message that you send it to the wide receiver. Like you ain't catching nothing. That's what I should have done. I should have lined up against you and had zero on my chest. Then you would have known you weren't going to catch nothing. Instead, you had a target. <laughs> yeah, I know a target in the small of my back. <laughs> Thank you, Vegas Jess. I appreciate it. There's my man right there. It's that simple. If you're here at Buffalo Wild Wings, you want to hop on and, and give your thoughts, it's all good. That's what we do, man. We, we Vegas Jess did something good for his country right there. Give his thoughts on the on the Raiders and what he thinks is going to happen this upcoming weekend. So we definitely appreciate him. Uh, how about Max here in Las Vegas on the don'tbebroke.com text line? He said, welcome back, Q. The biggest focus for me will be in-game adjustments. If we're behind, can our D adjust? Can our O change it up? Go tempo if needed and keep them off balance to move the ball down the field. If we're ahead, can we maintain or extend the lead and play calls? We can't afford to get out coached. Lastly, I'm going to watch Jimmy G. I have to know that we brought in a quarterback who's look, who looks more confident and comfortable in this offense. Thanks, Q. That's from Max in Las Vegas. And, yeah, I think when he talk, comes to Jimmy G, again, there's just something about that dude, man. He just seems like he's very comfortable uh, out there in his own skin. Uh, if he makes a mistake, he's not going to worry about it. He's just going to go out there and keep on playing. And that's just kind of his demeanor. And that's kind of what you got to have. It's almost like a cornerback, right? You, if you make a mistake you, and you get beat, you can't think about it. You can't let a, one bad play 
turn into two bad plays and snowball into four bad plays and this, that, and the other. So, I mean, I, I look at, at Jimmy G, and, and I want to see how he performs and what it looks like come, uh, you know, once uh, Sunday happens. But I, I feel like he has an opportunity to do something in this offense, and, and maybe Josh McDaniels even opens up the playbook a little bit more for him because he's comfortable with them. So uh, good stuff. Max, thanks so much. I appreciate you. Uh, got a text from the 916. Damn, what a coincidence. I just had a, a brew and wings from Buffalo Wild Wings in, Ro- in Roseville, Cali. One thing that makes me nervous in Sunday's game is the offensive line. You got to keep Jimmy G upright. There's no doubt. The offensive line has got to be better. The offensive line has got to be able to protect the quarterback at all costs, right? I mean, we know what they were able to do against uh, to, to be able to open up holes last year in the run game, but you want to make sure that you're more dominant when it comes to the pass blocking as well. Now there's no Alex Bars. Now you have uh, now you have GVR. You have Greg Van Roten out there. So he's got to step his game up. Jermaine Illuminor starting off things at the right tackle position. He's got to step his game up. So we'll see. But that offensive line is something to focus in on in a major way. 2.55 is the time. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings. Coming up next as we kick off hour number two, we'll talk all things NFL with Nick Shook from NFL.com. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.